The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. You likely have heard uh, about this, and it's some good news. A COVID-19 vaccine developed in Edmonton is moving forward to human trials this summer. Entos Pharmaceuticals, led by University of Alberta researcher Dr. John Lewis, has selected two promising vaccine prototypes to start testing in people. Dr. Lewis joins us now. Welcome back to the show. Hi, Jalen. How are you? I'm doing really well. So this is happening, and uh, are, are you surprised that it's, well, I mean, it's your work, so I'm guessing you're not surprised, but I know I think a lot of people might be surprised with the fact that this is happening so quickly. Um, can you, you run through the timeline uh, of this for us? Certainly. I think if you told me in January this year that I'd be developing a COVID-19 vaccine, <laughs> I would have said go away, but <laughs> here we are. Here you are. Um, yeah, it's it's been quite uh, it's been quite uh, amazing so far. So tell us about these. Um, you you call them two excellent candidates that produce a very strong neutralizing antibody immune response in animals. What does that mean? So so why are these ones uh, the ones that you're sending forward to trials? No, that's a great question. So uh, in my lab, we were developing a platform to deliver a DNA vaccine for cancer. And when the pandemic hit, we thought this was the ideal platform to be able to develop a COVID-19 DNA vaccine. And a DNA vaccine is basically where we, instead of giving a bit of the virus and having our immune system give a response, we deliver the DNA as a, it's basically the instructions to make a part of the COVID-19 virus. And, uh, and then your body produces it and, and produces the protection to the, to the virus itself. So, uh, so yeah, go ahead. I was going to ask you, so why is this, um, you know, more advanced? Why, why does this have a stronger advantage than maybe um, a, a traditional vaccine? Certainly. Well, DNA vaccines, uh, sort of the excitement has been around for about 30 years. But really, the, the, the challenge has been actually delivering the DNA into cells. And so in my lab, uh, you know, thinking about cancer, we've developed this platform called Fusogenics that does a really good job of putting that DNA into cells uh, in a way where uh, the protein is produced at a sufficient level to, to generate immune response. All right. Um, so when we're looking at the timeline here, I know there's been a there's been a lot of talk about, you know, people saying that, come on, you know, 12 to 14 months to have a vaccine for COVID-19. That's, uh, you know, that's pie in the sky. Others, other people looking at, you know, the, the length of time it normally takes to get a vaccine done upwards of, of 10 years. And here we are uh, within months based on the work that you had started. Um, are, how is it that this is moving along so quickly? Yeah, part of it is the, the, these innovations in genetic medicine. So with the DNA vaccine, we've been able in the last three months to screen through almost a couple dozen candidates to pick these two lead candidates. And, uh, and you know, with the, with the advancement of science, how fast it goes, we have a pretty good idea of what's required to create a, a potent vaccine. And so those are the qualities that we look for when we chose these candidates. You know, I'll, I'll be honest with you, it's, it's going to be a challenge going into human clinical trials because with a vaccine, we're, we're treating a healthy population. So the bar for safety is very high. Now, we fully mm-hmm. expect, based on the data we have so far, that these vaccines will be safe. But it's really important for us to demonstrate that in a sufficient, you know, cohort of people, both sort of young and healthy 
and older uh, to be able to deploy this to the entire public. So let's go through how the phases of this testing would work. Can you start with phase one and what would that look like and when would that start? Certainly. So we, what we've done in order to speed things up is we've designed a combined adaptive phase one, phase two trial. And uh, and the reason we've done that is because, like I said, we have to establish its safety in sort of young, healthy adults and then move into sort of older adults who we expect might need a higher dose to, to mount that similar immune response. And so uh, the phase one of a, uh, of a trial is the endpoint is just safety. So once we establish the safety of what we think is going to be an effective dose in a young, healthy population, we can move that population into the phase two portion where we can look at uh, uh, many more patients, up to 800 patients uh, wow. throughout Canada and North America to establish the efficacy or how well it stimulates an immune response against COVID-19. So, Dr. Lewis, phase one, I uh, believe it's expected to start uh, in August uh, in Halifax, phase two, possibly in September, and would expand across Canada and the U.S. What would need to happen at that point to get into phase three? Yeah, that's a good question. I think companies and, and universities around the world are grappling with this challenge of being able to test in phase three a much larger population, a diverse population, and a population that is getting active infections with COVID-19. Because in phase three, we, we need to establish the safety and efficacy across the large population, but also in the context of active infections to determine exactly how well it's working. So we're working with organizations like the WHO uh, and, and governments of Canada and the U.S. And, and the European Union to try to figure out what the best balance is to try to combine forces to do phase three trials together with other vaccines. Yeah, and any idea then how it would be decided that where the, the vaccine, I know it's, it may be a long way off at this point, Dr. Lewis, but, you know, where the, the vaccine would go um, if it gets to that point in, in phase three, does it come to Canada? Does it go to Africa? Does it go to the U.S.? How would that be decided? So one of the reasons we think this DNA vaccine platform is going to be compelling, you know, for worldwide distribution is because, DNA sort of by its biology is extremely stable. We can pull DNA out of, you know, 60 million year old dinosaur bone. So we think it's the ideal platform to scale up and, and distribute worldwide. Certainly Entos being a Canadian company, we're funded by the federal government, certainly with this new funding. Uh, we're dedicated to deliver the vaccine to all Canadians. Where um, and, and this question just came in, and, and I've lost track over the past number of months. I suspect that you would have a better idea, Dr. Lewis. Are, are there other vaccines moving into into clinical trials yet? I think there was some down in the States. Um, uh, do you know off the top of your head? Certainly. So there are quite a few programs now that have entered clinical trials. Probably the one many of your listeners have heard most of is uh, Moderna. That's it. Similar to what Entos is doing, they have a RNA vaccine where we have a DNA vaccine, mm. but the idea is very similar in that we're delivering the instructions to cells. And Moderna's data so far, they've moved into phase two studies. Uh, looks like it's going to be very efficacious. It looks like it's going to work. Um, the challenge, I think, for an mRNA vaccine is the stability and the storage. Uh, we think DNA is going to be a lot more stable, and so will be suitable for deployment in areas where you can't have, uh, you know, keep the vaccine at minus 80 Celsius for 
When you're testing um, this in a in a human, um, what is the bar for 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 safety? I mean, what could possible what could the possible ramifications be or, or unwanted outcomes be in something like this? Like, how how do you gauge that, Doctor Lewis, and in what's tolerable or what's not? No, that's a great question. So, obviously, in a healthy you know non sick population. The bar is very high. So, so we look for things like injection site reactions. So, are you getting a bruise? You know, uh, and and these things can generally go away after a short period of time. Much more serious are these systemic reactions, maybe nausea, vomiting, uh, that can get worse. So, so these will be things we'll be looking for. Uh, one particular aspect of a COVID-19 vaccine is the potential for antibody responses to be inappropriate. So, there's this mm. concept called antibody-dependent enhancement that we saw in some of the SARS vaccines. So the, the whole community has been uh, focused on uh, thinking about how we'll test for this. Uh, in, in our development at Entos, we've looked clearly at uh, whether our vaccines can produce an enhancement of the disease, and we've optimized it so we can eliminate that risk. Before I let you go, um, I suspect that there's all sorts of people out there who are very interested in being a part of this. Uh, I suspect um, that it must be very exciting for you to be working on this as well and to be moving uh, forward with it. Can people get involved in this point? How would how would that happen? Absolutely. So as I said, we're running our phase one trial at the Canadian Centre for Vaccinology in Halifax, but we'll be expanding the phase two trial across Canada. And I think ideally we'll be starting a site in Edmonton as well. So I would just encourage people to, to keep watching our website at uh, www.entospharma.com and we'll be posting information on how to get involved. Do you feel pressure? Is there pressure on you right now to, to, to get this and get it right? So certainly I feel pressure. I, was, I think most of the pressure is internal, however. I mean, I think about the, my family, my loved ones, my parents and, and their vulnerability to, to this and uh, you know, I think we as a team have an opportunity to do something that can make an impact and definitely feel motivated to, to do it. Dr. Lewis, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. I appreciate your time and I look forward to chatting with you in a, in a few months when we, uh, we we get some results from the, the first couple of rounds of trials. Thank you for this. Thank you, Jalen. Really a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, take care. Dr. John Lewis, the CEO of Entos Pharmaceuticals. He's also a, a cancer professor, oncology professor at the University of Alberta. And they had been working on uh, like DNA um, DNA, DNA uh, testing. And they've moved into developing this um, potential vaccine for COVID-19. As you heard, phase one, phase two uh, gets underway in Nova Scotia in, later on this year in August and then uh, August into September. So we'll keep you up. Updated right here.